Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome. We are so pleased that you have joined us. It is here that we will uncover if my guest has had extraordinary discoveries in his life. The theme song for the Rhonda Grant Show is Sun on the Water, composed and performed by John Park Wheeler. My guest today is Alan Brunton. Alan is a visionary and developer of a software platform aimed at enhancing optimal performance and human potential through targeted frequencies, digital audio, which results in healthier body, mind, spirit, and environment, sound software for sound lifestyles. Welcome, Alan. Rhonda, it is such an honor and pleasure to be here with you. I am just beside myself with so much energy and and excitement. So thank you for having me on the show. Well, wonderful. We can certainly feel it. I am always curious as to how people do what they do for a living. Please tell our listeners about your music experience and if you feel that it influenced your journey. Oh, my goodness. Oh, music in itself. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, I started singing. I, I, I used to, oh, I had a career singing opera years ago and um, I actually started singing when I was five years old. And I found that if I did that and, and put myself onto the stage, then there were a lot of people that really enjoyed that, um, my performance. So I sang all through grade school and high school and college. And, and then, like I said, uh, years uh, singing with different opera companies. Um, but there was always something that I, there was, I couldn't pinpoint what, what it was going on. When I was going through musical tech rehearsals with a pianist, there were like two or three or four or eight measures that just I could feel, but I couldn't understand why they were important. And so I'd asked to go back over it and over it and over it. Well, I, and, and it was just something that didn't really make any sense. So after so many years, and back in 2009, somebody sent me a lot of information about understanding uh, frequencies and how um, uh, very, quite a few research and development era, uh, um, organizations like Johns Hopkins, Mayo Clinic, Harvard, Oxford, MIT, well, including the federal government, had been experimenting on using specific frequencies and measuring the, the cognitive ability when a person is subjected to it. And so they went all over the gamut of, of specific frequencies and the government just tried round numbers like 500 hertz and 100 hertz and but there were others that were honing in on finding ways of using specific frequencies that, that actually, and they measured using EEGs mm-hmm. that uh, raised the cognitive ability of the brain. And so once I started studying that, and I, I spent a couple of years going through and subscribing to their research libraries, I found out that there were quite a few specific frequencies that had been identified 
that would raise the human cognitive ability. And I said, well, why don't we highlight that? I mean, where's the software that I can get so that I can actually listen to the Rolling Stones or Mozart or anything else and be able to understand and, uh, it better and have you know, reduce my stress and such. And somebody said, well, that's never been done. And I looked around and I said, okay, I'll do it. So that's what I've done uh, over the past uh, six years is uh, get it validated and verified of, of what I wanted to do. The people at Dell told me that it was incredible what I had uh, put together. The head of neurobiology down at University of Alabama, Birmingham, was looking at me and he said, it's absolutely logical. It's amazing that no one else has ever thought of this. So yeah, it, it's music has been um, a, a big part of my life. And, and I've gone beyond just understanding what music is now then, and to understand the physics of specific frequencies and how that some frequencies, like I've just told you about, will mm -hmm. not just uh, raise your cognitive ability, but we understand through the observation of cymatics, which is the visual of how sound moves matter in yes. an efficient way, that how that can be uh, applied to any digital audio that we listen to. Wonderful. But um, when you go back to your music time, like it was there a certain uh, Hertz that that piano was that was being tuned to that didn't resonate with you and your brain and your well, style or yeah yeah and and there were i mean <laughs> if if you're not one of the top tier opera singers and and you're put into a a room with somebody to go over your music with you lots of times the the pianos that are in um, those rooms are not really in tune. So concert A, as we understand it for all orchestras and 99% of all recorded music right now is at 430, I'm sorry, 440 Hertz. And, you know, concert A is when the concert master stands up in front of an orchestra and he tunes and then the rest of the orchestra tunes so they can all play in, in the, the same registration of, mm -hmm. of, uh, Western modality composition of music. And I started hearing some of these out of tune pianos that, and I couldn't understand why that, that, that some of these, these frequency or that some of these notes that were being played that were out of tune with the rest of the piano actually caught my attention more. And I said, well, it's just because I've got a good ear and, and I could hear that, that it, it's, different. Well, actually back then I even said it's wrong. But then I found out if we were to take that piano and were to be able to tune it to a 432 concert A instead of a 440, then a lot of things just became a lot easier. The stress was reduced um, um, in the central nervous system. I was able to um, study and, and memorize uh, the the music that I was working on a lot easier. And I said, well, that's just because of one specific frequency. And that's when I started going into and looking at all of the R&D uh, clinical trials that all of these, these, these companies like the MIT and Johns Hopkins and 
the Oxford Neurological Research Institute have identified as specific frequencies that will raise your cognitive ability. So I went down to Austin, Texas and uh, talked with uh, a couple of people down there. The one of them was, uh, oh gosh, this, this gentleman was a CEO founder of a tech organization that had five different companies under it. And his main advisor was the chief software buyer at Dell who since then, now then is the lead architect at AWS. And whenever I presented to them what I was going to do, they even said, this is amazing. No one else has ever done this before. And the, and he came back. <laughs> Incredible. He came, well, yeah, he came back to me and he said, had you come from technology, you would not have come up with this design. It's only because you're coming from out of the box experience that you have free thinking to be able to put all this together. And so, yeah, I'm just really blessed to be able to, to bring this out to the world because it can be used, as I said, uh, in all digital audio. So it's not just music, but it's podcasts, corporate training, online education. I mean, it's going to change the world once we understand then how to be able to apply it to any replication of digital audio. Mm -hmm. And actually what, what do you do with a podcast? Like um, if, uh, for instance, uh, once this um, goes into a podcast, what would you do with this podcast in order to, is it like a cleaning of um, vibrations or white noise or something that's in that podcast? That is just the absolute great question. Yeah, because... Um, if you remember the Coneheads from Saturday Night Live, they would always talk like this and they would reply like that. Well, they were talking on one specific frequency. I don't think that they really thought it was a neurological understanding, but it actually makes sense. But And so the way that we're talking right now, I mean, our frequencies, our pitches are all over the place. Yes. And what my software will do is we've taken a set of targeted frequencies that have been documented um, to raise your cognitive ability. And my software will analyze a, a recording, find out where those frequencies reside within that recording, lock onto them, and then reduce a small percentage of what we're calling the white noise amplitude of all the other frequencies in between those at that very moment, whenever those, um, those sounds come back out um, uh, on a recording and through a, uh, uh, a delivery system. So, you know, it, it's, we can take, and, and, and like I said, um, I would love to be able to work on all of your uh, podcasts uh, to be able to take what you have, uh, run it through the software, and then give it back to you so that the listeners will actually have a, a reduction of um, well, let's just call it stress because white noise okay. actually is documented as being able to, or what it does is put you to sleep. And I'm sure that, you know, young parents that have an infant that, uh, that they put a white noise generator next to the crib so that both the child and the parents will get some sleep. I've got documentation from the National Institute of Health showing that's exactly what happens. It reduces your heart rate. It reduces your uh, respiratory, but it also reduces all your other subconscious programming, like um, replication of the uh, 
essential chemicals that are, are made in your glandular system, it, it slows everything down. Mm-hmm. And so, and so that's the reason why that it uh, puts you to sleep. Now, if people think about this for a second, if you subject yourself to white noise, you're slowing down your decision making. And, and people don't want that. They want to be able to prosper. They want to be able to elevate themselves. I mean, everybody is getting more and more health conscious now that they're, they're finding all kinds of ways to, uh, to work out and to listen uh, to uh, motivational music and speakers to better themselves and to better other people around them. And so, yeah, um, my company is right there to be able to help transform everybody's uh, lifestyle into a, an optimal behavior and, and accelerate it, actually. Mm-hmm. And when you become really present in yourself, you realize that sound frequencies, vibrations, actually, when they hit your ear, um, you know, they're actually coming into your body. And you can feel vibration in your body from some sounds. I mean, go back before COVID times, when you used to be able to go to a concert, and, um, or even the theater, even more importantly, the theater. And, um, the, the sound of the voices resonating in that theater, um, if you're really sensitive, you can feel those vibrations in your body. And that is the experience of theater. Yes, yes. And I, I totally agree with you. But even outside of theater, when people mm-hmm. are really, tr- uh, truly focusing on every single word being done, if you let's just even look at a, a rock concert. When people yes. leave that rock concert and they're going back out to their cars, I mean, their body is still vibrating for exactly anywhere from 15 minutes to two to three hours. And they have to, uh, you know, defrag their entire central nervous system to calm back down. Now, th- there was a, a researcher that I uh, that really made an influence on me named Bruce Lipton, who Actually, I, I found out that he was doing stem cell research back in the late 60s, and he was so far uh, ahead of his time, but he has been really big on bringing about an understanding of a new science of cells called epigenetics. Yes. And he explained it really quick that every single cell in the body has receptors and those receptors get signals that travel through the entire central nervous system. Well, the environmental signals that come through there are four different um, signals. And those come from heat, light, chemicals, and sound. And once again, we see from uh, just very briefly from cymatics, how sound moves matter. Well, it just made, I mean, it, it, it was like a, a big light went on above my head when I mm-hmm. said, well, there's a validation verification, even parallel to all of these other R&D facilities that have been doing the clinical trials. So we can actually physically see how um, the receptors through the synapses and the neurons actually form a pattern uh, between them whenever they are 
uh, subjected to a specific frequency because it travels much more efficiently through and gives a better signal to the brain. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, one of the things that I experienced, uh, Alan, and I, I talked to you about this, is I went to a workshop. Uh, there wasn't very many people at it. We were just on yoga mats on the floor. And at the end of the workshop, um, the person who was facilitating had a large Tibetan bowl that he started to play. And at the beginning of his playing, most were in a yoga position, a meditative position. And by the time he was into maybe five or 10 minutes, um, people were starting to lean back, lay down. And I remember uh, noticing that this was happening and I could feel the vibration going to my body, through my body and out my body. And it got to the point where I could not sit up. I had to lay down. And so when you talk about Bruce Lipton, um, that it affects the cells, it certainly affects the cells in the body. I felt my whole being was vibrating and it was so healing. Yeah, and, and what it's doing is actually, I mean, so many people will actually call this, uh, will align through the entire central nervous system, but mainly through your back. And a lot of people identify that as the chakra system, but okay. uh, there's many uh, other uh, teachings like, uh, oh, uh, uh, ac acupuncture that will call it uh, meridians and meridians, yeah. um, also um, energy uh, points through the entire central nervous system. I think Joe Dispenza uses that, uh, that phrase, but uh, what it's doing whenever you said that you could feel it and it just made you lie back is the alignment just feels so good and it optimizes and clears out um, what you've been doing to, um, uh, to deter from your optimized position and the functionality of your body. So we're figuring out now then better and more ways every single day of how to be able to um, make the environment better for us. There was one other thing, getting back to the concerts also, mm -hmm. and that, that Bruce Lipton was talking about is that the, the understanding of uh, the epigenetics, it's one, once again, just not um, um, relegated to the auditory system, but the, our epidural system uh, through the skin is actually uh, affected by uh, sound as well. So it will travel in through the cells from the outer skin into uh, the, the central nervous system and the bloodstream. So we just need to be able to become aware of what we're subjecting ourselves to. Now, my software is actually making it so that uh, when it is applied to a recording, people will not hear the difference. However, they will feel the difference. Feel it, yes. And that is such a remarkable uh, thing with without um, oh gosh somebody just sent me a uh, uh, press release now then of a joint venture of one audio company that 
is producing high definition audio and their joint venture raised them about $28 million. Um, and they actually showed a difference of what the high definition was doing application compared to a regular recording. Well, by looking at it, all it was doing was just raising the volume. And so if you're raising the volume, you know, it, it's like going to a Chinese buffet for $12. You know, it, it's not really high quality food, but you get all you can eat. <laughs> yes. And when we go back to uh, frequencies, um, it's such a fascinating subject. I love talking about this, but um, I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but they have many random generators placed throughout the world and it records um, sound vibration. I mean, it can pick up a concert. Um, it can pick up the vibration of almost anything um, that happens in the world. And what they're doing is uh, honing in on certain events that, um, it, a, a very high frequency. And so when President Trump um, became the president, actually, the frequency level was so high that it actually caused a blip um, in the outer field. It's almost like um, a disturbance in the force, right? <laughs> um, but uh, that's uh, so the random number generator is very. Uh, useful in um, measuring different events in the world, whatever they are. Um, yeah, it, yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. I, I actually, I can't remember the first time I saw um, publication of those generators and who was bringing it up. But uh, since I had done some work uh, for HeartMath Institute, uh, yes. they have several videos showing the placement of those all over and how the, the those events all over the globe are being recorded into a central database um, and then being measured. And so, yeah, you're right. Whenever that happened, there was a blip on the, the uh, continuity of the, the uh, energy field of, of the planet itself. Mm -hmm. I think it's IONS Institute, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, IONS. Uh, IONS. Yeah, the Institute of, of Noetic Science. There you go. Yeah. That's right. And um, so, and the other thing that I really enjoy um, learning about, and you might be able to expand on this, is uh, entrainment. And um, one of the most natural entrainments is um, the baby's heartbeat and the mother's heartbeat entrained together. But they've also found and done studies that uh, electronics in your home um, or electrical uh, things in your home, like a fridge, stove, um, wine fridge, um, they actually entrain together as well. And yeah. that is just absolutely incredible. And I'm not yeah. sure how yeah. that happens. Like, Well, the, 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 the thing between a mother and, a, and the unborn child, I mean, that is... Uh, uh, very logical to think about because, you know, whenever you're talking about the brain functionality and you're setting up the synaptic nerve patterns, the default ways, oh, because 
from from birth all the way, we're actually pre-birth now, but what we're discussing, but from birth up until like the age of six, we are taught how to think. And then after that, we're taught what to think. But during that time, the between the, the heartbeat of the mother going and, and actually the vibration um, of affecting the unborn child or it, and even the newborn whenever um, it's being uh, snuggled uh, with the mother, those uh, heartbeats will sync up with each other um, just like uh, an example of all these clocks that we see that have pendulums. Yes. Yes. And uh, we've seen like a room full of clocks with pendulums that are set all different. They're beating back and forth. But after, I don't even know how long it would take. I guess it really depends on the acoustics of the walls going back and forth, but they will sync up and start beating with each other. So that is very, very logical what you're talking about. Now, entrainment, and um, I don't know if your listeners uh, are familiar with uh, what's called emotional freedom technique, uh, or people also know it as tapping. And this is a way where people take two fingers and they start tapping on their wrist and on the temple of their head or on their knee. And they'll be tapping on it for, oh, I don't know, anywhere from 20 seconds to three minutes and then shift to another place. Well, that tapping is actually sending a signal through the entire central nervous system. And while that's happening, affirmations are being given to people. They're saying, I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am wise, I am loving, I am caring. Um, you know, all of these things that, that put that memory into your central nervous system. And so even that, um, and, and, and to go then on the negative aspect of it, and what you were talking about then, a wine refrigerator. Well, let, let's go to a college student who is actually uh, in a dormitory. And okay. his uh, nightstand is a little mini refrigerator that has a compressor and a fan in it. Well, those influences of the compressor and fan are gonna take away from their cognitive ability because we know that they're not um, tuned to be able to efficiently travel through the central nervous system. So while they're sitting there trying to study with that kind of stuff going on, they're actually shooting themselves in the foot. So they need to be in a very quiet environment and on the thinking about that also, it just, I, I really want to be able to help people, let's say the, the ghetto blasters, the, the person who is driving the car that, that has that $2,000 stereo system that you can hear them driving up two blocks away from you with mm -hmm. the, the big bass booming and booming. And they are actually subconsciously entraining themselves to be to become or to live in the environment of what they're listening to. So, I mean, a lot of hip hop music will talk about a lot of negatives. Well, actually even country and Western music does too. Yes. But, uh, you know, when you're listening to that, that is the memory that is put into your subconscious. So if you go back over those words all over again and again, like within, let's say, like once again, the, the hip hop music, you know, about pulling out the gun and, and capping somebody. And people live in that environment, country and Western music. I lost my dog, lost my wife, lost my house. Yeah, and all of these things, mm -hmm. you, 
you live in that. I mean, if you think about the way to motivate ourselves and most successful people in the world, they hang around success, other successful people. I mm-hmm. mean, those people that are mentored, the mentors themselves are highly successful. You know, the, the millionaires, the billionaires, the people that take someone under their wing to be able to help them uh, grow into um, an environment that has made them successful as well. So that's exactly what's happening with listening to music is we are in training ourselves, whatever it is we're listening to, that becomes a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. And it's just having a conscious awareness because people see it as entertainment and they don't realize that, you know, those words actually, you know, become part of their lives and become part of their makeup. But can you tell me if that they, you know, I've seen back um, trunks of, of, of cars that have a couple of speakers in it that, I mean, it's just vibrating. And so is it the vibration combined with the sound, the frequency and the words? Is it all of that that makes that experience and can affect you? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, it, yeah, it, and it's in every single aspect as well. I mean, even if you're going down um, into, uh, let's say, a chamber concert where you've got, a, let's say, uh, an opera singer who is standing next to a piano, um, whatever it is and the delivery and the intention of that performer to be able to communicate with uh, the audience uh, comes through in a, in, in a way that um, it is, is an, an emotional experience. And that's mainly what most people listen to um, digital well, actually any type of music for is for the emotional experience. Well, like I said, my technology has gone beyond that so that we are uh, still delivering the emotional content, but now then we get into the physics of delivering the signal to the brain so that number one, we, the, the, the software actually works as a noise pollution filter to take away that stuff that takes away from your cognitive abilities. And everybody has that ability if they would just stop and think, well, it's logical. Uh, the, the gentleman, like I said, the head of neurobiology down at University of Alabama, Birmingham, looked at all the data that I had and has actually asked, well, first off, he said, it's absolutely logical what you're talking about. It's just amazing that no one has put these pieces together. And he offered to uh, oversee um, clinical trials of using our technology to be applied as a daily therapy for autistic children, because there have been other clinical trials that have come out that have identified specific frequencies that when placed with the autistic children, give them a better communication skill. Well, if somebody can, yeah, if somebody can do that while listening to Mozart or the Rolling Stones, I mean, that is a big win-win situation. So we have a program set up as soon as we're able to get back into universities and uh, use um, a a set trial to be able to uh, identify this with 30 or 40 college students that um, we will get uh, and subject uh, our findings then to autistic, Autism Speaks 
and they will fund us one to $3 million to be able to go forward with the trials to apply it just to autism. And here in Dallas, over the past four years, we've had a couple of national neurology conventions, and I have spoken with keynote speakers there and, and other attendees that say, well, if it works that way, because it's logical the way you're presenting it, then it can be applied with so many other neurological disorders like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, oh, dementia, yes. PTSD, ADHD. I, I just saw, this is the funniest thing. I just saw yesterday on the news that Big Pharma is pushing um, a new, well, not a new drug, but it's like an old drug for the, uh, for um, sufferers of PTSD. They are pushing to have them use a psychedelic drug called ecstasy. And, and I'm just looking around. I mean, this follows the, the way of thinking like Elon Musk would do to implant a device in the brain to be able to help your cognition. I mean, who in their right minds wants to do that? Well, especially if you can do it, if you can um, heal yourself through sound and vibrations. Yes, yes, right? exactly. Yes. And that's exactly what you were talking about. Let's go back to whenever you were on the yoga mat. Um, mm -hmm. the, the Tibetan brass bowls and these crystal bowls and tuning forks that are used in sound healing modalities are all the exact same frequencies. And those are the frequencies that have been identified uh, through these clinical trials that will, uh, um, you know, raise your cognitive ability. So, well, as you said, when we were talking, as you said, it's optimizing the human potential. Correct. Right. Yep. I mean, that's it right there. So what a fabulous quote. Yeah. I mean, so you're not going to see too many people working on uh, mathematic equations to subject to, uh, to Oxford University. They're going to say, here, hold my beer. You know, they... <laughs> You know, we're, 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 we're talking about people that are clear minded, clear thinking and don't have the that outside noise pollution or even inside. Um, you know, if, if you are uh, subjecting yourself once again, like I said, to chemicals and the chemicals uh, uh, appear in all the food that we intake. So, you know, a chicken fried steak with mashed potatoes and cream gravy is going to have a different effect of you instead of, you know, eating, uh, you know, say, uh, fresh baked salmon on uh, organic field greens. Mm -hmm. it, it, it just, I mean, it thinks, well, yeah, you'll get fat. Well, it's not fat, but it's fat in the brain. Those signals that are going to the brain, you either do it in a, a optimized way or you slow everything down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And food does that to people. Oh, absolutely. And once again, going back to epigenetics, we're talking about chemicals, heat, light, and sound. And the chemicals are exactly what the food is made up of. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, going back even to 4,000 years ago, when they built the pyramids, they had an understanding of sound. The cathedrals yes. that were built, they were built so that sound would bounce off all of those ornate carvings that they had. And so it would hit the ear perfectly. And no wonder people felt good. Right. And you just use that word, that four letter word felt. 
And that's exactly what happened. If you go back to the ancient Greek times um, and you look at the way that music was produced back then, well, it was mainly by singing, but the musical instrument that was available to them was the lyre. Mm -hmm. And one person's job was to tell stories and to, or uh, sometimes even tell the news of a different country by playing the lyre and singing a song. Well, that person had no other outside influence. And so that's what they did all day long. The, the original lyre started with three strings and they went to five, they went to seven, then went to uh, nine and then um, you know up to 13. But then there was a reduction going back to seven again. And all they did all day long was sit there and practice on that lyre. They plucked the string and they would tune it and they came up with these specific tones, these, these frequencies that they found would enable a, a higher understanding and reception from the listeners. And so we've just lost, uh, or we did lose all of that for so many years. I mean, mm -hmm. even going back to the Catholic church into the 15th century, um, they, uh, they actually um, were so powerful and wanted to control the people so much that they forbade anyone, any composer to write music of uh, what's called the, uh, the devil's tone, which is a, uh, an augmented fourth or a diminished fifth, which are uh, actually a little bit different than both uh, than, than either one when you're looking at the frequency based itself. Mm -hmm. But that, those, I mean, like I said, the, the tritone um, in that, those, those two pitches differences um, sound like the European police car siren that goes bum, 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 bum. And, mm -hmm. and the reasoning why that Europe used that was because that uh, interval actually was so disruptive to the entire central nervous system and the auditory system that that's what they were doing it for. And that's the reason why they used that interval was to be able to disrupt anybody else around so that they would say, okay, here's a warning, be careful, something's right. coming and we mm -hmm. need to get, for you to get out of the way. But no, the, the, the Catholic Church even forbade people to do it in such a way, trying to control the people of what they, they would think about and act, that uh, some um, were threatened with, well, number one, excommunication from the church, mm -hmm. but also back then, um, they would threaten you with death. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Definitely. So, Alan... This is so fascinating. I could talk to you for two and three hours about all of this. It's just so wonderful. Um, the technology that you do and you know what you have discovered. And I think that uh, based in music and pitch uh, at an early age has really um, set you up for what you're doing today. But do you feel that you've been called to do this work? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, uh, before, I mean, during my time as a, uh, as an opera singer, I would also, uh, I was a consultant and actually went into operation uh, in the food and beverage industry. 
Mm-hmm. And I opened 33 different restaurants for other people. And one day I was sitting at one of these restaurants that I had just opened up for someone. And um, a customer was asking me, why are you here? Because what you set up, it seems to be so effortless. I mean, it, 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 it's, you should be doing something that would communicate with millions of people every day instead of just one or 200 people a day. What else is that you can do? And I said, well, I get this idea about software. And it was actually this woman that actually took me down to Austin. And that's where I got everything validated and just blew them away just by saying, well, we would love to partner with you, but we don't have anybody that can write acoustic-based code. And found out that it was about one in a thousand or one in 1,200 people, programmers that are, that that could actually write acoustic-based code. Um, and it took me about a year to find somebody here locally so I could communicate eye to eye with them to describe mm-hmm. what it is that needed to be done, how it was to be set up, and then all the code to be written before we finally got it done. So uh, it's been, a, it's been a, 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 a loving journey for me because I, I see what in, in the end it's going to do. And it's just going to be a way of my legacy to be able to help humanity become better if we just look into this area and become aware of all the different sound, the pollution we subject ourselves to. Well, let's just figure out a way to be able to reduce that and be better people. And Mm -hmm. so I I think that what I have created um, is actually going to be a part of that. And um, mainly somewhere down the road, as as I set up a couple of foundations for for further research, we will go way beyond um, just using it for the neurological disorders that we have. And uh, part of what I want to do is then to be able to um, include other technologies so we can pinpoint the use of specific frequencies to actually use in gene therapy. Awesome. I love the passion that you have about what you're doing. What well, extraordinary dis- Sorry? Yeah. Yeah. I could talk I could talk to you for not just hours as you said, <laughs> but I could talk to you for days about it because I mean, I, if you were to see my face right now, you'd see I'm smiling ear to ear and and I am just uh loving this opportunity to be able to help so many other people. Well, and that is what that is exactly what is coming through. And uh, so that's just awesome. What extraordinary discovery have you found in your life, Alan? Extraordinary discovery. Oh my Or discoveries. Well, um, like I said, this has been a big discovery for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and, and, and when I talk to people about it, they usually will have to sit down for, you know, a few minutes to be able to think about, what I've talked to him about, but since it is not something that um, is readily available to everyone at this moment, like like going out to your your uh, local convenience store and, and just picking up a, a bottle of milk, um, we're going to be getting it out. And the discovery that I am making is that um, because I don't come from the industry, I'm finding roadblocks because I have no background in technology, even though I do have a lot of leadership um, examples that I've done, like I said, with those 33 restaurants. 
but mm-hmm. um, the discovery is, you know, just patience. And I, I feel that that is my biggest life lace lesson uh, in this lifetime is to not try to, um, well, just to make judgments on other people's uh, capability of perception of, of what uh, I'm trying to b- bring about to them. So I need to be able just to accept what I'm seeing. And some people are ready to move forward into a, a new opportunity, and then others are not. And But in, in all of my own discovery, I would say that, you know, and every single person is different. Mm-hmm. Every single person is on their own road to discovery. And I have to look at each person and, and just say that, I'm receiving a blessing right now because I'm given the opportunity to see someone and where they are on their evolutionary process within this life. Because I know I am. Beautiful. Oh, that's just beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. How may people reach you if they wanted to uh, contact you? Oh, well, I mean, uh, I, my website is up. That's Symatrax. Mm-hmm. spelled C-Y-M-A-T-R-A-X. And it's really easy to understand because Symatrax actually is a combination of two words. T-R-A-X at the end is actually short for audio tracks. And mm-hmm. then C-Y-M-A is the first part of that word and that term cymatics, the observation of how to actually visually see how sound moves matter. So putting those two together, yeah, they can go to simatrax.com. They can contact me. Uh, there's uh, uh, contact forms there. And actually, people can uh, go on there and upload um, audio files they have right now. And uh, it takes about, oh, I don't know, five seconds to render a new output file. Um, when people go there and they want to start uploading files and then receive a new output file, uh, they need to be able to create an account, log in. Um, and what we're giving to people right now is an opportunity to feel the difference. So whenever they do go to the website at the moment, I don't know how long this will last, but Mm -hmm. at the moment we are giving new registers new people that are registering a new account, an entire week, seven days of rendering for free so that they can take their, their playlist. I mean, if they have 200 songs in it, they can run that through the software and then receive a new output file and then be listening to it and accelerate whatever project they're working on. uh, If they're listening to that playlist, I mean, thinking about, uh, when I'm, I'm a big football fan. And when I see uh, players out there before a game, they all have headphones on. They're all just walking through. They're all concentrating on what they're going to be doing. Well, if you can take away from the noise pollution to be able to increase their focused activity of what they're going to be doing, I mean, that's going to be huge for so many people. And oh, yes. the, the athletes, of course, that's exactly what they're focused on is, is optimizing what their bodies are going to do. Well, the brain actually controls what that is. And so we're just giving them a better avenue. It, it's like putting in uh, the pure gasoline, you know, into a, a, an engine 
to make it run a lot more smoother and even their output is going to be less um, pollution. High performance. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm very excited that my listeners um, are going to hear my podcast that have went, already went through your system. Okay. And so yeah. I'm very excited. So this will be the first podcast that that is that listen, uh, my our listeners are going to be able to hear the difference. Well, um, so it's exciting. Thank you so much. Yeah, but they're not going to actually, once again, if they're not going to hear the difference, they're yeah. going to feel the difference. Feel that. Yeah. They're, yes, they're going to feel. Yeah. Now, and, and and it's actually going to be, uh, you know, I, I want to work with you as as, as long and, and possible as I can before uh, uh, we get swept up and swept away with, with millions of, of users and companies licensing our technology to go out. So um, mm -hmm. I am looking forward to taking the podcast that you're producing, run those through the software, and then send them back to you so that. Uh, you can upload those so that people will actually understand and retain the information that you're doing because you're doing such fine work out there um, from all of your interviews and the subject matter that you're talking about. It's just, I wish there were so many more people like you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited that uh, uh, we've met and that I've been able to uh, interview you on my show. So I want to thank you, um, Alan, uh, for spending this time with us, uh, explaining and educating us on something that happens that we listen to feel every day is sound. Well, right. I greatly appreciate this opportunity. I, I feel very honored and blessed. And, uh, you know, let me know if there's anything else that I can do, because uh, once again, the work that you're doing is just fantastic. Uh, I would love to continue to be able to help you grow your audience and uh, uh, help everybody else be able to you know, have and live better, healthier lives. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rhonda. You're welcome. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces in your life today and every day. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com. 